Welcome to Inside the Comfort Zone. You're listening to the podcast that redefines personal development and helps you handle change with ease, sustainably and enjoyably. And my name is Adam Kowalik. It's a special episode. It's an episode about something that is personal to me, something that I I probably mentioned it a couple of times before. I, I don't always go into these personal stories or, or conversations. Um, it's just something that's been on my mind for a while. And and I think it's, it does serve a purpose to, uh, to ex- expand on this. So I wanted to talk about my own struggling time or background as a special needs uh, education child. I had some learning disabilities uh, throughout my my school years, um, basically from first grade to the very last grade. And in fact, in um, many, many topics and subjects, I would need uh, special education. I would have certain conditions or circumstances where I wouldn't have to do certain tests or certain um, uh, tasks in order to, for me to have an, an easier time to get through. Absolutely worst was mathematics for me. Like I, I just struggled. I just couldn't get my head around the concept of mathematics. Um, I wasn't interested and I wasn't very good at it. Um, and uh, spelling was another really tricky thing, be that in Swedish or English or really any other language. I, I just had a, a huge uh, problem with that. Uh, I even certain special circumstances in, in gymnastics, uh, which is a funny thing. Like I used to have a teacher who would say, you know, when everybody had to take an extra lap, he would say, Adam, you can, you can stay. So, you know, he took pity on me that I didn't have to run or do certain things as as everybody else had to do. So I think the only topic, the only subject uh, where I didn't need any special circumstances was in arts. Uh, I was very good at drawing. I was um, a much more of an artistic um, and that was the whole thing. My main interest, my main passion was acting. I loved drawing, singing, dancing and acting. And I, in fact, I wanted to become an actor. I knew that when I was six years old and it's simply what I pursued. pursued. And so uh, that's where my mind was. I simply had no interest in, in all of these other knowledge-based um, topics. Uh, and my teachers would tell me a lot of times, like, you know, you, you, you need to pick a book, you need to read a book. And I would try to pick a book that I liked and I couldn't like it because I couldn't read it. I, it was such a struggle to enjoy something that I struggled so much with. So I started forming this idea that I can't read books. Books are boring. Books are hard. Books are tough. And I don't want to read them. And it took me until I was around 30 years old again when I started reading books. Even in, in school, in higher education, like when we were, uh, when we needed to do a book report or something like that, I would fake it. I would, I would say I read it and then I would just, um, 
give a verbal report and I would just fake whatever I, I thought I could get away with. I read maybe the first page, a middle page and, and the last page, and I would just make up stuff in between. I'm not proud of that and I'm not suggesting anyone do that. It was just what worked for me. And it really didn't work. I mean, I ended up paying a price for it, uh, educational-wise, but also on a personal level where I just didn't like reading. And again, around 30 years old, that's when I cracked out, opened my first book and actually read a, a whole complete book. And it changed my life because I, I discovered that there are great books out there that I can read that are aligned with what I'm interested in. And one book led to the next book, and that book led to the second or the third book, and so on and so on. And these days, I read almost a book a week. So clearly, uh, you know, that can be changed. So with all my need for special education, uh, it wasn't really a big bet that I would amount to something uh, working in a, in a field of knowledge. I mean, acting was one thing and I was good at it. It was my passion. Uh, Arts, I had that as well. I could always have that. So it was a surprise when I ended up working at IKEA and I be quite quickly became a manager um, and rose through the ranks quite quickly all the way till the end of me being groomed to become a country manager with IKEA, which basically means that you will be running the IKEA presence in a country, which is a huge position, of course, a huge responsibility. And I was young. I was one of the youngest managers to be considered for a position like that. So that was a surprise. And how I got there was an even bigger surprise. Because really what started uh, that opportunity for me was as I started working with IKEA, I was just there to make some extra money because I had this idea in my mind. I had been writing some scripts and I wanted to uh, record those scripts as small trailers and I wanted to find sponsors and investors to produce a whole film. And so I needed money. I needed money for, for, for equipment. I needed money for uh, certain expenses. And IKEA was a great place to work at. Uh, I, I drove the forklifts and I did some general warehouse um, um, tasks, which which paid really well. And while I was there, I, I started seeing in my mind, I something that I didn't really understand I had, but something that became clear to me at the end, I see patterns, I see flows. So while I was walking around there doing my thing, I, I, could, I kept seeing certain patterns and certain flows. And I thought things, how we do things, maybe aren't always the most efficient ways. And especially when it came to staffing, I noticed that we had some communication issues and we didn't really calculate um, the projections properly. So we overstaffed most of the time and we were using these staff pools, external ones where you pay quite uh, a bit more than you would if you had your own staff doing it, but you also have the flexibility of, of um, uh, growing or, or decreasing the, the staff pool. And we always ended up using more people than we needed uh, because we just never knew. We couldn't predict or project uh, the day's workload. 
And, and this is where I started to see these patterns and these flows. And, and I got curious. I was like, there need, there, there's got to be a way to calculate this. Now, bear in mind that mathematics up until this point has never been something I would ever want to do for fun. Never want to do as a, you know, even if someone paid me, I wouldn't do, you know, numbers. It, it's simply not what I liked. But I started seeing something and I liked it. It was exciting. And I thought maybe I can, I can, from what I see in my mind that can be done here, maybe there's a way for me to put that into a system. And I remember we used uh, Excel uh, in school in, in some way. So I started Googling. So every, every time I came back from work, I would um, Google. I would read up on how to create formulas, how to do equations, how to um, build these um, rather advanced Excel sheets or formulas. And I started programming this. I started putting this together with the intention of um, making a better tool for projecting staff need. And uh, I finally, a couple of months after doing this, uh, it, and it was probably not that complicated, I, I want to say. I mean, uh, yes, there were some great things that I, I brought to this document that maybe uh, someone else just didn't see. But what I did wasn't super complicated, but for me it was because it was so new to me, because I didn't have the knowledge, the understanding of mathematics and equations and all of that, it was a, such a huge challenge. And luckily, there, there's the, you know, the online community of people sharing this all the time. So I presented this document to my foreman and said, I think I got something that could help us with staffing. And I showed it and he was absolutely impressed. He brought it upstairs. Everybody realized the value of that. And we implemented it. And it ended up saving 20% of the staffing uh, on the warehouse uh, floor, which is a huge thing. If, if you know anything about the staffing costs, it, it's, it's one of the bigger posts for a, a business. So 20% makes a big difference. And so the efficiency went up. And also there were other ways for us to start actually measure people's productivity and, and um, skill level. So that was a huge thing. Now, this put me on the map for IKEA. So um, this put me uh, in the room with people and I got to share other ideas and, and leadership perspectives, which is a whole other story and episode in the future. And what I wanted to, to kind of point out is that once you find usefulness in, in certain tasks, like when someone asked me to do math in, in school, I just didn't see its purpose. I didn't see its usefulness. Maybe it was part me not seeing it. Maybe it was part my teacher not being able to communicate it clearly to me. Uh, either way, I struggled with finding the motivation, finding the, the uh, wanting to put in the effort to, to study. But once I started to see the usefulness, I, I, once I started engaging with something that mattered to me, something that I took care of or that I cared about, that's when I started finding uh, an interest. Uh, I felt motivated and some would even say it looked like passion. And I have to agree. If you would have watched me 
building this document in my small one room apartment or one room like a studio thing. Um, I loved it. I really did. I made so many mistakes building these equations and it was so tricky and so hard. And I still did it because I was just absolutely passionate. And I think it's, um, um, it's, it's this idea of passion being an output, not an input. So when you engage with something you care about, it looked like passion. So whenever we want to be passionate about something or work on our passion, identify what you care about and, and engage with that. And what it looks like is passion. So what I want to invite you to, to do maybe after listening to this is take an inventory of your own life and your own efforts these days and look at where you are currently struggling with finding motivation or feeling a sense of passion and ask yourself, how does this activity matter to you? What purpose has it? Why should you care? And if you're stuck doing something you can't get out of right now, ask yourself, how could you take more care in what you're doing right now? How can you make it matter more? Because if you start understanding the purpose behind the activity, if you start seeing the usefulness, if you start taking care, all of a sudden the motivation will be there. The willingness to put the effort in will be there. And it will even look like it's a passion of yours. And that's it for today. That's, that's my advice. That's my conversation that I wanted to have with you. And uh, for anyone who's listening live, thank you so much for listening today. I am sure you found it valuable. And if you know someone who you think would like the conversation we had today, please share the show with them. And also remember that you can join uh, the recording of each episode live by listening on call-in. Thank you.